Hello everyone, welcome to Easy Kiefer. I'm your host, Arkula Duke. And I'm your other host, Jaden Crime. Today we're talking about, oh, it's dark city. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a city, oh, but it's, it's evil. Oh, it's a city, but it's, it's a dark. It's very, you can't see anything in this city. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're talking about the 1998 movie, Dark City, starring people who are not Kiefer Sutherland, but Kiefer Sutherland is in it. Yes. Um, and, yeah, this movie's a lot. I'm just going to yeah. say that. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's like a, he's like, he's not a background character, he's like a main supporting character, Yeah, you know? It's crucial anyway. to the plot, but he's not on screen most of the time. Yeah, he's there for like the first 20 minutes, and he's there for like the last 20 minutes, and in between it's just, it's very, very low Kiefer in the middle of this. I mean, it's, it's... It's a movie. <laughs> I love this movie. I'm not okay. gonna lie. It I'm, was really good. I'm still trying to process everything. So why don't you That's just fair. let us know what the hell happened? Okay, yeah, when I say I love this movie, I don't mean I think this is the greatest movie ever created. I think I still think that this might be my favorite movie we've had to watch. Okay. For this podcast. I mean like just because it's it's very unique. Yeah. Um so in this movie a man wakes up in a bathtub and there's like a syringe on the ground and he basically figures out that uh, Kiefer Sutherland got rid of all of his memories. Yeah. And so as a result, um, and then he finds out that he has psychic powers. Yeah. That he can tune. <laughs> as they call it in this in this film. As is the parlance. And he goes, he basically just kind of dicks around in the dark city for the next hour and a half trying to figure out who he is, uh, trying to figure out what this dark city is, um, trying to figure out what they're, because there's these people following him and they're called the strangers. And they're like these really pale, bald people who all kind of dress like uh, Nazi, like the the Gestapo officers from Indiana Jones, like they yeah. got big black trench coats and their little like hats on, and they just kind of follow him around the city, and they're very spooky. And uh, the first time they came on screen, I was I was <laughs> fully in, I was invested in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the best sequences of this movie, um, and so it's it's. It's, this movie's very noir, very neo-noir. This movie's very, um, it's very sci-fi yeah. as well. It's basically just The Matrix. It's The Matrix, but a year before The Matrix. Yeah, so you can't really call it ripping off of The Matrix. It's like The Truman Show, but The Matrix. Mm-hmm, yes, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's very 90s. Yeah, a movie like this doesn't get made today no and this is this is the kind of movie that when i finished watching it i was like and i think that's why i i I loved it so much was just because i miss this kind of movie where it's Mm -hmm. just like it's weird it's not you know i mean there's parts where you're just like what is going on i don't know yeah (laughs) anybody in this film but um you know you eventually the movie eventually shows itself and you're like okay this is that's fine i'm cool with that it's, um, it's like it's out there, but it's not out there to the point of like you don't know what the hell happened by the time it's over. Yeah, it's not, it's never really pretentious. 
Um, and so Kiefer Sutherland's character in this movie is he is Dr. Schrieber. Yeah. And he has kind of sucked out everybody's memories. Or at least he, what he he's hired by these strangers to go around when they make everybody fall asleep and uh, mess around with their memories as they've planned. Because they're basically doing this grand experiment on humanity to uh, see what makes people people. Yeah, um, basically they're they're like an alien species um, and they have one collective memory and their species is dying. They didn't really explain that part that much, but basically they need yeah, to... I, they didn't really need to, I think. Yeah, they uh, need to. Um, they need to figure out how humans have individual memories, and so that they can be like that. Yeah, at least that's where they. That's their their thought. Yeah. Uh, in the in the research. Um, so by the end of the movie, they f- they figure out that uh, the main character John Murdoch is, or at least he's been called John Murdoch by mm-hmm. them, because he. You know, nobody is really anybody in this movie. Nobody really knows who they were. Um, a lot of good moments when people just ask each other. They're just like, you know, I got this really nice. I got this really nice accordion from my mother. You'd think I'd remember when I got this, but I don't. Or when the main character, John Murdoch, is just like, hey, you guys, uh, you guys uh, remember the last time you saw the sun? Other guy's like, no, because <laughs> there's no sun in the city. Hence, Cause it's, oh, because it's city. the dark. It's the dark city. Yeah, let's let's get out. What do you, yeah, what do you think of this? It was this movie. Um, I don't know. It's like you said. It's it's extremely '90s. Like everything about mm. it just screams '90s. Um, I like a lot of things about it. I like the. I love the production design. I love the mm. the way the city looks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it, the thing is, see, having seen this in a world where the I've seen the Matrix and I've seen you know, and it's like twenty years after this movie. Mm-hmm. It feels just kind of like it feels very of its time, and in a lot of ways, like it, it just hasn't aged well. Oh, uh, see, for me. The '90sness of it is is one thing that I really loved about it. I That's loved, fair. and I think for, like this movie. Make I'm not trying to claim that this movie is. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot. This movie is very style over substance. Yeah. Um, but it's a good. It's a really good style, like you said. Um, I agree. I think the first, the first and last twenty minutes of this movie, mm-hmm. it's something truly special. Yeah. The middle part, it it, it does kind of, it drags, but I kind of enjoyed it just because I I miss these kinds of movies in my heart. Because I just, like, I'm fine with watching kind of nothing really important happen, but it's very, very dramatic. Yeah. And the detective's kind of walking around going, what could could possibly be happening? I'm just trying to figure out who this murderer is because there's been this uh, serial killer in the city and they don't know who it is. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So not everything like yeah there's what some would call plot holes in this movie frequently but like i i don't care no um there's enough of a there's enough of of interesting entertainment going yeah. on um the strangers are are yeah. a big highlight in this film cuz they all you know they're it's revealed later on in the movie that they are made out of like 
dead humans yeah. that just have these like jellyfish squid things put into their head. Um, I yeah, I do like the whole aspect of like there's like some of them are just kids, but yeah. they are just they are in on like intelligence wise they are on the same level as the rest of the strangers. So you just have a scene mm-hmm. of like a kid just chasing after. The main character after after Murdoch, yeah, I love the part in that in that chase when the kid, <laughs> when he's like hanging on, because they every night every time they tune they rebuild the city, or they change it around. So it's ba- like, um, and so the city's like halfway through this room's halfway through completion, and so like Murdoch's he's like hanging off of this ledge because he just went through a doorway, um, and then this kid. He, like, has a knife, but he puts the knife down, and then he just, like, goes dead-ass and just bites this guy on the head, yeah. and, and, like, he just literally makes a little kid, arr, noise. This movie has, it's delightfully campy. Yeah. But it's never so campy, I don't take it, s- like, it's it still c- is relatively serious. Yeah. It, oh. It has a story to tell, and it tells it without trying to, like, cut, like. You know, trying to make sure that it's not seen as this, like, oh, we're not actually, though. We don't actually mm-hmm. care. It's whatever. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Um, you know, well-directed things are, are interesting. Um, but uh, let's, let's talk about Kiefer. I'm going to be real with you. Not the highlight for me. No, no, not great. the highlight. I, I mean, okay. He's good. I like it when he calls Murdoch on the phone. That's probably mm-hmm, that my good. favorite thing that he does in the entire movie. But I don't... He just... Kiefer Sutherland, I feel like all of his characters, he's just like, okay, what mannerism am I going yeah. to give them? What's going to be their one character trait? And he chose a bad one. Yeah. He chose a bad one for this movie. He His, his whole... His character... See, he kind of... He talks... Like this, he just, he'll be halfway through a sentence and then he'll keep talking, you know, but it, it won't be at like places that make sense. And it's, so it's, he's kind of always kind of off kilter. Ooh, he's kind of weird. He just sounds kind of um, like he's trying to catch his breath every five seconds. Yeah, really. It really um, interrupts the flow. And it, like, it's, it's fine. It's a fine quirk to have on occasion. Yeah. But there's scenes where he's just talking and talking and talking and I'm like, okay, buddy, could you just, could you not? Yeah, just take um, a breath. And get through the line. The single best part of Kiefer in this movie, maybe of the entire movie as a whole, is there's a part where the strangers have captured Murdoch, and they're like, basically, the the main bad guy is telling Kiefer to insert the alien memories into John Murdoch so that he can become a part of their hive mind. But Kiefer instead inserts this... this this home video of movies of memories that he created and he puts them inside of Murdoch's head and he's just inserted himself into Murdoch's entire yeah. childhood to teach him about all these ways that the aliens work yeah, and help. it's the only good reality having Kiefer Sutherland in all of your childhood memories. Like he'll just have this memory of like he's at the beach and some cops are like you know don't talk to strangers, or then it's like his house is burning down and the firefighters like you're gonna get through this because you're strong. Yeah, <laughs> I believe in you, and it's all Kiefer Sutherland. It's, it's very good. So good. And like I that, love that part. That whole scene, like I love Kiefer's 
like so basically I, so Kiefer was I guess injured before this scene so he has mm-hmm. this like whole rig around him to keep him standing and walking that was oh, great oh yeah so that he doesn't escape yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like oh uh, the an- another a big thing that having watching this movie in in 2020 that's very interesting this this movie feels very Bioshock yeah I can my see friend that. My friend, like like Dante and I, he loves Bioshock. We're just sitting there, like, oh my god, there's always a man, there's always a city, and there's always a lighthouse. And at the end, he like creates a lighthouse on a beach. Yeah, and it's all because you know it starts off. You don't, you've the it's a part of kind of an experiment because you don't have your memories because that's what that's the twist in Bioshock one, and you just want to figure out who you are. So you go into this big spooky city where not anything really makes a whole lot of sense. Anyway, yeah, very Bioshock, very, very noir as well. It's yeah. it's noir in the best ways, um, except for I gotta say the those club scenes with Jennifer Connelly. Not the not the greatest music, not the greatest singer, um, except for this the Sway song. Sway song was pretty good. Yeah, the other one, the second one, not as good. I'm just like, okay, you kind of already did this club scene singing bit. Uh, I don't really know why you're doing this. It's good. The, the first 20 minutes are, I, I love them because you just haven't lived, you haven't mm-hmm. been in the city long enough. So your imagination's still like firing, just trying to figure out this thing. Like, what is it? You know, by the time the mystery becomes more apparent and they just kind of have him do a bunch of things for a couple, like the bulk of the film, mm-hmm. it's okay. But then the last 20 minutes are really good because it's, it's a very nineties action scene, like fight against the bad guys. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. There's like the main stranger and Murdoch have like this mental battle where they're like shooting all this energy at each other. Part and it's just like kind of pooling. Knife. Oh, where he chucks the knife at him and then he, he's like, they oh, get a lot of, and then he stops and then he chucks it back. Whew. Yeah. And good then stuff. because uh, Murdoch can tune, he's like building this giant water tower. So yeah. when the knife goes back at the main stranger, it like, sends him right into the water tower and they hate water so like yeah we need we need to talk speaking of water we need to talk about Kiefer in pool oh Kiefer in pool very good there's points where he just goes and hides in a pool so that the aliens don't come and get him (laughs) there's part where they just come in they're just threatening him and he's just like kind of treading water it's like oh no I'll do it I'll do it guys he's like you better and then he's just kind of like swimming around still yeah and then, like, they create, a, a, like, a pool ladder for him to get out of the pool, and he yeah. doesn't use it. He just gets out anyways. Man, yeah. So there's, like, there's also, we've, we haven't talked that much, there's a detective, mm-hmm. and he's 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 a regular citizen who realizes the that they've been duped, basically, because he's yeah. his, his predecessor, the other detective, Walensky. Um, he's all, he figured it out, and then he decides he... Walensky uh, jumps in front of a train at one point in the movie. You're like, oh boy. But uh, anyway, yeah, the detective, he's just, he's fine. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have a whole lot to do in this movie, but uh, he's kind of just... like, he, he's there to add to the noirness of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sad but, that we uh, don't get movies like this anymore. Like, like, the evolution of noir was into this, you know, cyberpunk noir with like stuff like. Blade Runner, obviously this, a bunch of yeah, other this, things, and we just don't get is, that anymore. 
No. Yeah, this is like this is a this is a very good sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, like it's not groundbreaking. No, but it doesn't have to be. But sci-fi movies don't have to be groundbreaking. I love kind of the there's a reveal that they've been in outer space this entire yeah. time because they're like they <laughs> Murdoch has these visions of this place called um what is it Shell Beach yeah. yeah and he keeps asking he's like how do I get to Shell Beach and people are like oh it's easy you just uh uh actually I couldn't tell you and then he eventually he's like Kiefer take me to take me to Shell Beach and Kiefer's like no I don't want to go back there <laughs> I've been there. There's nothing to see. He's like, take me to Shell Beach. And then it turns out that Shell Beach is just a piece of concrete with the words Shell Beach written on it. Like it's an ad. And then immediately uh, Murdoch and the detective begin like breaking down this wall of concrete. I love how on board the detective is yeah. at this point. Like he just like, whatever, man. And so then they just start whacking down this wall and they realize that they're in space. Yeah, then the detective just gets sucked into space. Yeah, he gets he gets kicked into space because the aliens come and there's a tussle. It's very sad when he goes into yeah. space. Um, that was actually kind of a you know like this movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, they did a good job. I think. I think objectively, a few good men might be a better movie. Yeah, but like, but everyone I, knows I that's a good movie. I enjoyed this one more just because it's got still weird little bits. Um, there's some good like monologues and things like uh when when the detective visits Walensky's house mm-hmm. he's just like Walensky's so good in that entire scene he's just like going he's, he's freaking out man and he oh very good. very good like this is probably the best like movie I hadn't heard of that we've seen yeah yeah one more thing before we get to like move on from this um the I just want to say the Kiefer's lab at the beginning of the movie where he's like calling from that's just that's just the like where he learned medical they went to medical school in mm. flatliners just, in flat it just, yeah there's it looks the exact same yeah yeah, yeah. oh man Kay, do you know who directed this Alex Croyus yeah do you know what else he's directed don't tell me the reboot of flatliners no um oh I He's not directed good movies. Gods outside of, of Egypt. <laughs> I Robot. Yeah, but he did do he did do The Crow. Yeah, which is one that I've heard that people like. I don't know. Oh. Um, I mostly want to see this one that he did called. Oh, he oh did. God. Oh, he did Knowing. Oh no. Yeah, he did Knowing, but those are like his two thousands movies. See, I want to see this one he did called Spirits of the Air, Gremlins of the Clouds from 1989. That's fair. So he's Australian as yeah. well. And I, I, I kind of, there was a point at the end of this movie, I didn't know he was Australian until I looked him up afterwards, and I was just like, you know, this movie feels Australian, just in a, in a weird way, you know? Like, because people, like, actually cared about it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but uh, Spirits of the Air, Gremlins of the Clouds... Yeah, I want to see that one sometime. Just, just to see it. Cause it's got that name. Anyway, oh, I mean, they got Gremlins. This, in yeah, this is a good movie. Uh, I like before we watched it. I decided I saw you know because I was watching it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I decided because it was on sale on YouTube to buy it Ooh. for 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 ten bucks big, instead big of fifteen. Commitment. So I bought it. Now he has to watch it every single day. Now I have to watch it every single day, otherwise I don't get my, my value out of it. That's true. Um. <laughs> so, that sounds to me like it's the Kiefer. 
This is a key for yeah, one hundred percent. Do we want to move on to plot keywords? Uh, yeah. yeah I'm sure. guessing want is a strong word, and maybe that's, not the word that you would want. That's very strong for me. Yeah. But this is IMDb plot keywords. Um, so I made a point to point out how many uh, keywords there were last week. There's 303 for this one. Wow. So. I feel like because this movie is like a cult movie, that the people who love this movie, like, love this movie and are like, that's fair, but also counterpoint, taxi. That's a plot keyword. He does ride in a taxi. And um, key ring. Nice. Brain in a vat. What? I don't remember that part. Map. And finally. Oh, oh, he does look at a map on the subway. Sleep. This has been IMDb podcast. <laughs> that is true. The, the, that is one thing we should talk about is uh, when people say, there's a, the strangers just like to walk up to people and say, sleep. That's true. <laughs> and then they go to bed. Yeah, that's nice. They're very. You got to get your eight hours or eight minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's hard yeah. to tell when there's no sun. Okay. So All let's right. get into reviews. Oh, wait, sorry. Can I, I just, there's a Go couple more it. things I want to say about the movie. My roommate pointed out that, um, like the dialogue in this movie is very weird and it's, I don't think it's bad. I mean, there's sometimes where it's not great, but like, it just kind of adds to the whole unsettlingness of mm-hmm. it. This movie, I, I was just reminded of how, um, apparently in some like Scorsese films or like how some directors will like move objects around between different like shots Hmm. like on desks and things to make things feel more um uncomfortable and that's kind of what this movie felt like to me like it's not it didn't make me like crazy like stressed out it wasn't like hereditary or anything but you know it's just something's off about it and i ah it's a good movie anyway good movie okay all right looking for reviews I've got a, I think there's only one, one star Amazon review for this entire movie, which, you know, pretty good. Um, Jumbled mess, hard to follow. I saw this movie on a list of great sci-fi films you have never seen, but I did not think it was great at all. The story is very jumbled. Hard to follow. The overall pace and flow just seem off. And the acting, not that great either. I am pretty easygoing about movies, not a big critic. If I'm entertained for an hour and a hour and a half or two, I'm good. But I actually turned this movie off after about 45 minutes. And that's after renting it because I could just not get into it. I think it got some great reviews from critics, but I did not care for it at all. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's the review. Thank you, Quantum Kev. Thanks, Quantum Kev. All right. I think that's about it. Really, everything else is just... Oh, yeah, wait, no. Mm, this might. What'd you get? Uh, This is from a book reader. So. Oh. You know. One star. Awful Mortal Kombat meets Crouching Tiger. 
I'd add meat 28 days later to the title, but that would be an insult to 28 days. Wow. I can't believe this movie got so many rave reviews. Maybe it would be useful if the reviews include the reviewer's age. To even mention Blade Runner in the context with this movie is a joke. We both fell asleep. Twice. They don't make movies like they used to, that's for sure. I wish I, I too could fight evil by pointing my forehead and issuing a shockwave. Look for my copy to turn up soon. Cheap. If you're an adult, best to skip this exercise in stupidity. Well, not all of us can be book readers, okay? <laughs> okay, there's a, there's a review that's just a title um, on IMDb called The Title is Right. It's dark. Very, really dark. Dot, dot, dot. Bracket. Rental. And bracket. And then below that it says warning spoilers. But they didn't... They didn't write... Any other... Okay. Um, I'm going to do another one and then I think we'll be good. Yeah. This movie was lame. From the 30th, oh. 30th of November, 2000. Coming to us from D. Christ John. Yes. Here you have it. A world controlled by aliens. Aliens is in uppercase, so he must be referring to the, the film. A world controlled by aliens who can do anything. Yet a person is running away from them, and they chase him with a floating knife, and he gets away. Give me a break! There was no character development, boring dialogue, and a plot that probably should have been saved for a ten-page comic book. There was nothing nail-biting or scary about this. There was no intrigue, and there was no message. I kept feeling like I was in that fake city at the end of every episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but someone had turned the lights down a bit. I can't, for the life of me, figure out why anyone would like this movie, even after reading all the reviews. If I could give this movie a negative score, I would. But bearing that, it's definitely a 1 out of 10. You heard it you. there first, folks. This movie apparently sucks and we're just dummies. We just don't understand cinema. I honestly don't. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to Kiefer news. Um, mm -hmm. So, in the ongoing saga of will they or won't they revive 24? Oh, yeah. 24 <laughs> revival is in the works. <laughs> That's it. You heard it here for second or third, folks. So <laughs> It's reviving. A previous episode, we, we uh, with, with uh, Heavy Hearts announced that Fox had decided to shelve plans for a prequel centered on a young Jack Bauer. However, yeah. former executive producer of 24, Howard Gordon, apparently told Deadline that Todd Harthan, who's the showrunner oh. on a show called The Resident, is currently oh. developing a potential relaunch for the re real-time thriller. Kiefer, oh. Kiefer has said he he's not he, he ain't saying he won't do it. He's you know if the story's good because he he said he after the original run of the show ended he said. That was it for Jack Bauer, and then uh, Live Another Day happened, so... Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, Kiefer shouldn't do it if he doesn't want to do yeah. it. Yeah. I don't want to make my man just be stuck in a role he's tired of being associated with. Yeah, I mean, they could they could do it without him. Like, they have, like... That is also Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. famous, like, 24 Legacy. Um, there was that reason. Was, that yeah. was back in 2017, so that's still pretty recent. Um, yeah. That didn't have Kiefer, so... Yeah. Did not review great though. Yeah. Um 
you know what? Speak just this isn't really Kiefer news, but this is Kiefer. Um, this is next to Kiefer news. Uh, Kiefer adjacent news. Kiefer and if adjacent we if we talk news. about Kibi all the time, we can talk about whatever you. Yeah. Talk about. So, um, I was looking on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. I was I just searched up designated survivor, yeah. And I saw there's a Korean version. I told you this like last week. You know what? Screw you. Fight me. I don't remember. It's on, is it on Netflix? Right. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, like, and I, I like watched the show and I was like, wow, this looks, this looks action packed. <laughs> it's called yeah, it's called the uh, Designated Survivor sixty days or something like that. There's Maybe. one season, and it's yeah, it's might be something to think about. So we have actually we have more Kiefer Sutherland news. Oh yeah. This coming. From the Rachel Ray show, so oh yes, you know, Rachel Ray is <laughs> the only source Jason. for news. Yeah, so yeah, uh, McKenna Grace, uh, who um, played Penny, um, Penny Kirkman on Designated Survivor, mm-hmm. so Kiefer Sutherland's daughter on the show, um, yes. she was doing the press rounds for a sh- upcoming show called or upcoming film called Troop Zero. And mm-hmm. on, apparently on the Rachel Ray show, she was saying so. I, she's uh, apparently she's the only honorary Girl Scout in real life. I don't know what that means, but apparently, <laughs> but the reason the reason this is relevant is so apparently on the set of Designated Survivor, she sold mm-hmm. she sold Kiefer Sutherland like forty boxes of cookies. So, oh my god, he's wow, so charming. I mean, yeah, that's really. I mean, that's just, that's a lot of cookies. That's a lot of, I mean, the man needs his cookies. Man needs his cookies. If, you know, because here's the thing. 20 years, I guarantee you, Kiefer Sutherland, he's going to be Santa Claus. Not in a movie. He's just going to become Santa Claus. I mean, he is Canadian, so. Yeah. He can get to the North Pole pretty easily. Yeah, I'm just trying to, hmm. Hmm. Hmm? Trying Hmm? to pick, pick movies. Ah, yeah. Um, hmm. So now I'm just trying to think of uh, things from the movie to talk about again, because it's <laughs> the bad news is that whenever we watch good movies, yeah, we just don't have as much to talk about. Like, it's a good movie. It's got good design. Um, I like all the spirals. Yeah. Um, I like how when Kiefer Sutherland's in his first lab and he's like playing around with the mice in a maze and then like later they show like an overhead of the city and you're just like wait a minute the city is like the the mouse maze dude whoa bro also um this movie had like a thing with like water as a motif Just, just especially at the end when He's like, oh, what do I do? You know, I'm basically a god now. I can do whatever I want because I can tune and I can change this this city in whatever I, way I want. Um, and he just, like, makes a whole bunch of water come out of the city. <laughs> yeah. Make it so that it's, like, it's got, like, a you can have a beach near it. So he, he creates Shell Beach himself. Um, and, like, the second all the water started coming out of the city, I, all I wanted in my life was for the song 
uh, the following song. Sort of thing. You know, it's like, here comes the rain again, falling on my head like it always. You know, it would just be. It would have been good. It would have been, been good. You know. Um. Uh, also, the scene where they it's like a just the, the whole sequence when he's Murdoch is trying to escape from the strangers and the city itself is shifting. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that, I mean, like that's a pretty good like early VFX. I'd imagine. Yeah. Overall, the VFX were were pretty like the only stuff that looks really corny is like the squids themselves. Yeah. But they're almost never on screen. So it's fine. And anyway, they're like, you know, they're kind of psychic aliens, so it's not that bad. They they make a lot of the tuning powers. They just kind of make the whole screen wobbly, like like there's water ripples on the screen. So, uh, yeah. Looks, uh... Okay. I've come to a decision. We have two choices. Yeah. Okay. Stand by me. Okay. Monsters vs. Aliens. Ooh. <laughs> I love how we we were just like no, no more obscure movies. We gotta watch. Dang, because I was I was gonna say we didn't I, watch an obscure movie. I was looking either. through obscure movies. I can't find one that we can stream. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like I looked up like three different things. They all look <laughs> terrible. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's go with Stand by Me. Okay, when you're not strong, I'll be your yeah. friend. Um, you know who else is a friend? Kaya, and that's why I want to say thanks to her for providing our podcast artwork. Go find uh, links to all her stuff in the description. Um, you can also find links to our theme music, which is Sax Rock and Roll by Kevin McLeod in the description. And you can follow us on Twitter at, at HJKPod. That's the one. Pod. Yep. Pod. Um, you can, you can call me. Uh, don't, I won't give you my number, but you can just call out my name. Yeah. Maybe I'll hear you. I don't know. Um. It's like a little prayer. You can, um, ooh, uh, yeah, I don't really know what else you could do after a point. Uh, man, sorry, I'm, you know, this movie. It's a good movie. I know I keep saying that, but I also, once again, I want to mention one, another thing. Um, at this point, I'm just, you're like trying to move the podcast on, and I'm like, and another good. thing. It's good. Um, I love how he, Murdoch just like decides to, to, to hang out with this prostitute. Yeah. To test himself to see if he's the murderer or not. That was, that was rough. Like, that's not... Buddy, come on! It's not there you. Go. And then, and then he's like, "Okay, whatever. This is just some woman. Catch you later, I guess." Um, Jade, yeah. before we go, can I offer you with a second choice? Ooh, wait, okay. This no, one, no, no, I'm okay. sure we'll be able to find. I haven't looked, but I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to find it. It's okay. a Joel Schumacher joint. Okay. Phone booth. Ph- phone booth. Phone booth. What? It's got four. Okay. Scott Ke- uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, what? Phone. Bo- I'm typing this in. 2002. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we're watching Phone Booth. Okay, we're That's watching it. Phone You heard it here, folks. 
Thanks, because I was worried I was going to watch somehow watch every single Rob Rayner film <laughs> ever created. No, okay, because you're going to watch thing. every Joel Schumacher film. Because before, um, <laughs> because over the Christmas break, I watched, um, I watched Spinal Tap. Then I watched A Few Good Men. And then last week I watched When Harry Met Sally. You're, you're flying like, too close to the sun, Icarus. Yeah, yeah. If I if I watch another Rob Rayner film, like I'm gonna get stuck in a reality where all I do is watch Princess Bride every single day. Yeah, you're gonna like, become the grandpa from the Princess Bride. I really am. Yeah. So you can't have that. Phone booth. Phone booth. It's Joel. I'm ready for this booth. Um, Joel. Okay, I know I said I was done talking about Dark City. If I can bring in a new suggestion, you can keep going. One more scene. The part when Kiefer Sutherland's messing around with the memories in his laboratory is, is, that should be more iconic, when he's just like, "Mm, a dash of teenage rebellion, an unhappy childhood, as he's like shooting these chemicals into the water. Oh, yeah. I got chemicals in the water that will has has such a good aesthetic. Um, I kind of wish it had been a bit more like, like achronistic, you know, just yeah. like a little bit more whacked up things, you know, but I still, I still really enjoyed the fact that like, you know, there's like these aliens in space and they're in this city and like, he goes to an automat. Yeah. Like <laughs> a freaking automat, dude. I only know what an automat is. Because I played Grim Fandango. Was that the place where he got his wallet back? That is the place where he got his yeah. wallet back, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, this has been... I've been... I've been your host, Zachary Leduc. I've been your other host, Dark City Lover 101. <laughs> and this has been... Now. He's, He's the keeper. keeper. Nom de plume. Oh yeah, I'm gonna write so many movies as Dark City Lover 101. <laughs>